0: And so many people would hate it as well. They'd be like, can we just have the normal party? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> no. Get to the rooftop. Absolutely not. Yeah, the chopper's coming. <laughs> right about now.
1: Right about now. Right about now. It's time to get into the Ultimate Party Podcast. The Ultimate Party Podcast. The Ultimate Party Podcast. The Ultimate Party Podcast. If you had one night to throw the best party in the world, what would you do? The wildest locations, the biggest guests and the best music. James Frelfall presents the Ultimate Party Podcast. So strap in, grab a cold drink, drink and let's get into it.
0: It's the Ultimate a Party Podcast. The Ultimate Party Podcast.
1: That is right. Welcome back to the Ultimate Party Podcast. My name is James Threlfall and this is the show where we invite a different celebrity on every episode to fill us in on how the party of their wildest dreams would go down if they had all the money in the world to make it happen. And it has been... It's been a minute since we did this. It feels so good to be back, man. Like we had Grace Gorset finish off kind of 2022 for us with a wicked episode. If you haven't checked that out, it is out there. Go and get on it. Um, But yeah, we kind of thought, you know what? It's ended 2022 on a high. Um, We have some things that we kind of want to switch up and and, and maybe like a slight format switch that we want to get in the mix. Um, So we thought, you know what? We'll take a couple of months to reset and we will come back with season two never thought we'd be a season podcast we just thought oh we'll just keep this rolling but yeah with the with the format switch and stuff it kind of it kind of just feels like it makes sense so The format switch basically is that the old way we used to do the show was we would have the party planning in the mix and we would also include the party playlist. We would include the songs actually physically in the episode, which is a feature that Spotify offers, um, but obviously means that we couldn't be on any other platforms. And we had some people messaging us going, oh, I don't actually listen to podcasts on Spotify. I want to use Apple, for example. And we were like, do you know what? We want to be reaching as many people as we possibly can. We want to bring the party to as many ears as possible. Um, so we've switched things up. So we now have, with every guest, two episodes. We have a party planning episode, which is speech only. And then we'll have the party playlist episode, which is a bonus exclusive on Spotify, which includes the party tunes that will be in the party playlist, you know, that will be being spun by the DJ at the celebs party. So that is the way that we are going to be doing things. And every episode, so stoked to say as well. Thanks Thanks to our friends at Red Bull, we are also going to be giving away a cheeky little care package to one lucky listener. Just a, you know, a bit of a thank you, basically, to, to for kind of for kind of listening to us and supporting us and being part of the show, you know, and being part of the part of the party, you know. Um, so we'll be putting kind of details on how that is going to work over on Instagram too. So if you aren't already following us at Ultimate Party Podcast, is where to go. Um, and yeah, episode two, we'll see our first winner of a, of a little Red Bull care package. So yeah, we'll make that happen. Them. But kicking off season two, so so hyped to get into this from a super multi-talented guy, right? That does so many different things, and I really, want, I really want to find out how he's ended up doing so many things in his career. He's a filmmaker. He's worked in video games. He's a podcaster um, with like literally 100k listeners every single week. He's also now a music artist. Man, Rory Powers, welcome to the show, mate. Thank you
0: very much. I'm so excited uh, to be here and be able to bring the people uh, my ultimate
1: party. Finally, I know everyone's been asking about it. (laughs) Man, I'm so buzzing to get into it. How's everything been going for you recently though, dude? Because you are one of the busiest guys under the sun, I swear. Uh, yeah, oh, it's all been great.
0: Uh, I love staying busy uh, and luckily there's so many fun things that we've been working on this year. Uh, the biggest one obviously being the music. We just released the uh, second song that we've dropped with this uh, this new project that we're working on, down Bad. So yeah, it's been amazing getting to uh, plan some rehearsal times in studios here in London prep for some live shows later in the year. It's been fantastic.
1: Man, that's so good to hear. Can we, can we kind of rewind a little bit though? Because I want a bit of backstory, sure. man, because you have so many different strings to your bow, like filmmaker, podcaster with like super successful podcasters, Paranormal Life, music artist now too. Like, can you give us a whistle stop tour of how all of this has kind of come together? Yeah, I think it's called ADHD. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also uh i've just always loved being uh creative and and you know being able to express myself in kind of any way that i can um through music through videos uh i, I did a lot of work in the video games industry which led me to twitch where i've been uh, live streaming over there uh podcasting as well just kind of any any way to get this kind of instant gratification and scratch that creative itch, I kind of chase after it.
1: Yeah. Where did it kick off, though? Like, where was the very start where you were like, oh, I feel like I'm a creative person, man? Like, I think it goes all the way back to... So I actually,
0: despite sounding like a cartoon cowboy, uh, (laughs) I actually grew up in Northern Ireland uh, in the UK, um, where, you know... Growing up there, it was quite an interesting place because the music scene was, surprisingly, it was all punk. Like punk and hardcore and metal music, all the local bands. Uh, So because we were really big into skateboarding as well, we got really into the punk scene, me and all my friends. So at the time when, you know, the coolest thing was to just be in a band to make music, and that's what you did. um, Me and my longtime friend and producer, uh, Kit greer Malvenna. Uh, we kind of took it in a bit of a different direction because at the time we'd been listening to a bunch of uh, kind of strange... Have you ever heard of like 8-bit music before? The yeah, 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 right, music. of course, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were listening to a lot of that at the time because, you know, this is right when the internet was, was blowing up and kids were going on weird music forums, finding these crazy tracks from artists all over the world. So we actually started making music that was kind of the punk scene and and the chip tune scene kind of mashed together. So it was like using Game Boys to write these riffs and then having these guitars and drums uh, on top of it. And that was like the first way we really ever started making music.
1: Man, that's so cool to hear. I didn't know that at all. That's, that's really, really cool. And love that, love that you're into skating as well, man. Like I'm a skateboarder too. So look at this, look at this. Shut up. No way. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Beautiful. I saw you do on Instagram as well, like a wicked little transition of kick flipping and like you pop your kick flip and then you land in a different part of the world. I was like, beautiful, genius, man. Like (laughs) nice, nice, simple bit of content, but it's effective, right? Yeah, I won't say uh,
0: on the podcast how many attempts it took me to land that kickflip. Uh, let's just go under 10. We'll, we'll say under dude, 10.
1: I, I hate kickflips, man. Like, I love I love how they look, but, like, kickflips are the most evasive trick in the world. Like, I'm, I'm a tray flip guy. Like, I way prefer tray flips, and people will always laugh at me. Uh, dude, I actually learned 360 flips before yeah. I learned kickflips, which is... Yeah.
0: All of my, all of my, uh, friends who are way better skateboarders can, uh, land the tray flips, the grinds, everything, uh, first try. And, and yet they'll try a kickflip and fifth, half the time we'll just fuck
1: it up. It's, it's so (laughs) funny. Fully. This is, this is skateboarding. People are always like, oh yeah, yeah. Kickflips, man. You can kickflip is a basic trick. I'm like, kickflips will catch out the best skateboarders in the world for sure. It's it's true. Most tricks.
0: You got to be careful as well, because I've I've just just entered uh, my thirties, and I think at this point uh, every kickflip could be your last. (laughs) You you don't know how it's gonna end
1: up, so you got to really appreciate it and really focus. Dude, I feel that. I'm I'm 29. 30 is fast approaching, and uh, yeah, I don't feel like a bounce like I used to, man. Like. (laughs) This Enjoy it, those flips like... while you can, yeah. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, well, dude, <laughs> it's such a pleasure to have you with us today. Um, we are going to be getting into, as you say, your ultimate party. We want to find out how the party of your wildest dreams would go down if you had an unlimited budget to make it happen. I have no idea who is bankrolling this, but someone is, and they have endless, endless supplies of money, right? Um, the first place we want to kick yeah. off, though, is by finding out which country your party is going down in and why.
0: All right, I'm going to start uh, pretty sensibly. Maybe not the craziest choice in the world, uh, but we're going to we're going to focus in on the city. The party is going to be in Los Angeles,
1: California. Dude, you say that's not crazy like you can have crazy parties in LA, right? They happen all the time. That's true, and I did just listen to the episode
0: um, with the uh, the wombats, and I think Liverpool yep. was the location. So I was like, okay, this is a little bit crazier just <laughs> than Liverpool,
1: <laughs> tiny tiny bit. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a really that was a really cool episode. Though we hadn't been to Liverpool was before. A, so. Amazing episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a legend. But um, but yeah, man. Los Angeles, let's do it then. Um, yeah. Ever ever been to a good party in L.A. I've been to a few good parties in LA.
0: I just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I look, hey, I know LA sometimes gets a bad rap. Uh, me, I, I kind of feed off of sunshine and blue skies. Mm-hmm. So growing up in Northern Ireland, you don't see too much of that on the daily. <laughs> uh, they always say that uh, when you're growing up in Northern Ireland, you know it's summer because the, the rain is warmer. <laughs> and uh, th- that is true. That is absolutely true. So I think... Los Angeles, and that location will make sense as well the further we get down this list, but Los Angeles, a beautiful sunny day. We could make it an all-day thing, you know? You can you yeah. start early, get some people down, have some food, some drinks, maybe a nice rooftop pool
1: or something. Man, I love a rooftop bar a rooftop pool oh. as well. Like, dude, like there's just, there's no need for it in England, right? Like you, you get a pool on a rooftop and you're like, well, what's the point? Like, we're going to maybe use this like every couple of, uh, like two couple two weeks a year, maybe, right? Like, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, man, we went went to the standard in LA and they've got an amazing pool up on the roof there. And I was like, man, like I wish I lived this life all the time, right? Like, yeah, oh, it'd be beautiful. Yeah. It's, there's something to be said for just uh, pretending to be
0: cool and living that LA life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm actually heading out to LA soon and I can't wait to do that for 10 days to pre- pretend I'm that cool. And like you say, live that life, man. Um, it's all, all great right. until they say a cocktail is $17 and you're like, yeah. I
0: will have the tap water, please. Um. <laughs>
1: Thank do you. that. Do that. <laughs> um, okay, well, we know it's going down in LA. We don't know too much more yet, um, but we want to move into venues. And before we find out what venue your party is going to be at, um, you went on a sold out podcast tour last summer, man. Massive congrats. That's absolutely wicked. Um, what kind of Thank venues you. did you hit up for that?
0: Uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty well spread. We did um, in London, which was our biggest show, I think just under 500, we did uh, the King's Place Theatre. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was incredible because we'd done some live shows before, um, you know, scaling over the years. But King's Place was the first time we performed in, you know, had the proper theater experience where you've got the the two rows, like the balcony of people up at the back, huge stage with the red curtains, um, the big projector screen behind you for the visuals and sound. It, it just felt amazing. Walking up onto that stage was just electric.
1: Yeah. Did it feel kind of daunting though? Were you like, oh my God, like this many people have come out to see us and now we've actually got to kind of perform to a crowd like this? It's kind of strange. I I, I sometimes get more nervous
0: when I'm performing uh, music uh, mm-hmm. live because we've done that a lot over the years as well. Um, but whenever we're doing a podcast, I think because the podcast, the the show that we host, uh, which is called This Paranormal Life, um, you are kind of almost, it's almost like an acting performance. The person who's on that stage is like a very uh, uh, ramped up over the top version of yourself, you know, when you walk out there. So yeah, I think for sure. be, because of that, for some strange reason, uh, I just get this this huge sense of false confidence that seems to yeah. be able to carry me through, uh, the most ridiculous situa- situations. I think that London show, um, to kick things off, we came out to, uh, the track, uh, X Gon' Give It To You, uh, <laughs> pre- performing a series of karate moves, uh, <laughs> on stage. Love that, man. Uh, it's, it's great. We're so lucky as well to have such a fantastic, amazing audience that, um, they're just, they're just so supportive and they they respond so positively to any silly and wonderful thing you want to do on
1: stage. Man, that's great. I think, I think that's it though, right? Like when you're, if you're performing music, like you've got to be singing in tune, like you've got, there's so much to kind of like keep tabs on and make sure that it's going right. Well, with the podcast, like, you know, your audience just love you because, you know, they enjoy hearing you guys chat and having a good time. So it's just like, if you if you just go out there and do that, they're gonna love that, right? So it's not not like pressure's off, but like they just want to hear you guys chat and have a fun time with you, right? So a
0: hundred percent. And as I said, you know, uh, growing up playing uh, music in in bands in Northern Ireland, we would be we'd be playing gigs where it would be you know four of the hardest core like punk or metal bands back to back in these dingy bars, dudes with beards and leather jackets. And then they'd be, say, you know, and next up is uh, Rory Powers, and you're taking out the Game Boys on stage. <laughs> you're like, who here loves Mario? You know, it's uh, you're you're really tr- fighting and trying to win over a very resistant crowd. Whereas it's very different with the podcast. You know, these these people really
1: love it. I love that though, man. Walking out with the Game Boys, people must just be looking around like, what is going on, man? Like, what what what's in store for us? uh, yeah
0: I mean we've kind of uh we've kind of veered away from the Game Boys was like the first time we we ever uh experimented with like electronic music and that has kind of distilled uh throughout the years into different forms uh so I still think we're very like kind of uh we kind of it's pop music with punk sensibility and that electronic you can kind of feel it in the instrumentation. So it's still there, but it's been a while since we've taken a Game Boy out on stage.
1: Yeah, man. That's amazing though. Like, yeah, that's kind of where it began. And then it's kind of still there in a, in a, in a kind of way, right? Like you've taken that yeah. with you to the next stage. Amazing, man. Um, well, yeah, some great venues then you, you took the podcast to. Um, but talking of venues, where's this party going down, man? We know it's in LA. What is the venue going to be?
0: All right. I'm so proud of this one. Let me tell you, (laughs) the location for the party is going to be at Nakatomi Plaza. Oh man. Come on. Okay. All right. Fill us in. Tell us more. So uh, for those who may not recognize the name, Nakatomi Plaza is the location where the first Die Hard movie takes place. It is a skyscraper uh, in Los Angeles that does actually exist. I think it's called the Fox Plaza in real life. Uh, but they filmed the entire first movie in this this huge skyscraper, and the first movie is basically a party that gets interrupted by terrorists, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of the the level of excitement I really want to bring
1: to my party. <laughs> i'm so nervous about where the rest of the party's going with you giving that little caveat right <laughs> oh man that's so cool though dude like i, I mean okay i'm not going to ask too many more questions because we are going to reveal all very soon um but it's diehard like is that a film that you constantly return to because for some people diehard is just like a rinse and repeat rinse and repeat
0: yeah, you know, I, uh, I think my, my dad must have showed it to me when I was young. Uh, you know, as you do, you, as a generation, hands down that, that gift to another, the gift of Die Hard. Um, and then recently, <laughs> me and a bunch of my friends have started watching it uh, every Christmas. And most importantly, playing the very intense uh, Die Hard drinking game.
1: Okay, tell us the rules.
0: Oh, well, the rules are so good, I don't remember them. That's how you know that they're good. Uh, But it involves uh, lots of drinks. Anytime someone, uh, you know, says McLean, Nakatomi Plaza, (laughs) there's uh, shots that have to be done for certain scenes. It's pretty, it's pretty full on, but it's become a great uh, tradition. And I think if you're gonna throw an iconic party in Los Angeles, what party is more iconic and what location is more iconic than Nakatomi Plaza?
1: Man, for real. That sounds amazing. Um, We've got to get your verdict as well. Of course, it's uh, it's a long debated uh, issue. Um, Is Die Hard a Christmas film or is it not?
0: I've actually flip-flopped on this uh, quite a lot over the years. I'm going to say it is a Christmas film.
1: Oh, here we go. Why? Tell us why.
0: Come on. While it's not about Christmas, I think people forget when they haven't seen it for a while just how much... Christmas is a part of that movie. Yeah. Like Christmas trees, Christmas music. It's a Christmas party. Like it's all about Christmas, like overwhelmingly so. But I think when people haven't seen it, they're like, no, it's just an action movie with people shooting each other. There is so much. One of the
1: drinking (laughs) rules is anytime you see a Christmas tree and that one will get you. That one will get you good. (laughs) It, it feels so like it's almost like if love actually went really wrong, right? Like it's like it starts out <laughs> yeah. it starts out like, oh, it's really nice and Christmassy. Like you say Christmas party and then it's like, whoa, have some of this. Like, yeah. And then you've just got I Willis think, going wild. I think they should give more Christmas
0: movies uh, the diehard treatment. Like what if all of the <laughs> Muppets from Muppet Christmas Carol just came after Michael Caine? <laughs> and he's got to shoot his way
1: <laughs> through the village. I think it could work. Man, I like this. Dude, um, so if alongside, you know, podcasting and, and, you know, the music career and everything, you also then just want to make a feature length film where this happens with the Muppets. Like, I think, I think there's a big, there's a big audience for it. Yeah. Netflix, uh,
0: Amazon Prime, if you're listening, get in touch. Um, I'm sure we could get the rights. Michael Caine's still kicking around. um, So it would be great to have him reprise the role.
1: Amazing, man. I love the way this is going. I love the way this is going. We are going to step away from the party momentarily, though, um, to ask you the question that we ask every single guest that comes onto the podcast. And that is, what is your wildest or funniest party story to date? Oh wow, big question. Wildest
0: or funniest party story? I'll give you a moment, Uh, don't
1: worry, you've got a moment to think of this one.
0: That's a great one. Uh, uh, I had a lot of fantastic party experiences uh, growing up in Northern Ireland. There is one that kind of comes to mind uh, first, which was uh, when I was about 17, which is basically an age where you're not supposed to be drinking. (laughs) Uh, Me and my friends, we all went to this Halloween party that someone was throwing nearby in Port Sturt, where I grew up. And I think the party was happening on the fourth floor of this apartment building. So you went up all the steps, you got let into the party, and up there, people were just going absolutely wild. Uh, But one of the things that they had at this party was they had made their own custom... A uh, beer bong. I don't know if you know what a beer bong is.
1: Yeah, yeah. But for, for the, the sake uh, of anyone that doesn't, explain. It's It's essentially
0: a funnel attached to a tube. And what you do is you pour alcohol in the top of the funnel and it goes down the tube into someone's mouth and they drink alcohol very quickly. It's a disaster,
1: uh, right? It's a disaster.
0: <laughs> it's a mess. It, it's It's a borderline torture device. It should not be brought to any party. <laughs> Uh, well, well, this custom one they had made was uh, four stories long. Oh no, so okay. What you would do is, if if you lost a game or you were selected by the crowd, uh, you were sent downstairs outside <laughs> the house and people would, we ran the hose out the window and people at the party would pour alcohol into the funnel and it would go down the tube and you didn't even know what was coming through that tunnel. <laughs> It was just, you were at the mercy of the crowd. It was a real oh, Hunger man. Games type scenario, it was very intense. <laughs> um, but uh, at one point I was selected by the crowd and uh, I, went, I went downstairs and uh, held the funnel to my mouth. And the next thing that I see is uh, a police car driving down the street. And as I said, at the time, I'm 17, shouldn't really be drinking. Uh, so I I just bolted inside uh, trying to get in, but the door is locked, so I can't get back into the apartment building. The meantime, they're trying to pull up this funnel that is spraying alcohol in every direction onto the streets. Uh, it was the most incriminating thing they probably could have ever come across. Uh, so I would say it wasn't at the time, but looking back, that's probably one of my, my funniest uh, party memories.
1: That's so good. Did you get away with it as well, I'm assuming? The police didn't see the alcohol going everywhere. They didn't see you trying to break back in. I did get, a, yeah, because just from them driving down, it looks like a kid trying
0: to break into an apartment <laughs> while gasoline leaks from a hose outside of a window. Uh, so luckily they, they didn't stop uh, and I was allowed
1: back in and the Halloween party could commence. Oh man, that's amazing! Well, you talk about Halloween party there, though, right? Have you ever been to any good themed parties, like fancy dress parties or anything like that?
0: I once, uh, me and a few of my buddies, once hosted uh, a Simpson Simpsons Halloween party.
1: Love that! <clears throat> uh,
0: and it was great because uh, we're we're all huge Simpson fans, so we kind of went as quite um, niche characters. Yeah, uh, and we hosted it at a bar here in East London. And it was a, the, the idea was really cool. We were going to have a costume contest. We were going to have a karaoke night where we sing songs from The Simpsons. It was all going to be very Simpsons themed, have a Simpsons quiz. Uh, but basically, we, we arrived at the bar, set everything up, opened the doors. And uh, the bar was also just open to the public for that night. So a bunch of people just came in that didn't know that there was a Simpsons event on. And I think it took, it took an hour and a half or two hours for another person to come in costume. So for an hour and a half, it was me and my three buddies like standing there in this bar while everyone was like, what the hell are they doing here? It must've been, the, we, were, we were in the, like the maddest outfits and everything. It was the most embarrassing uh, like, hour and a half of my life. And I remember texting my brother who was coming to the party, he, he he was like he's like hey what's the party like and i was like have you left in costume yet and he was like yeah i'm dressed as duffman on the tube and i was like go back go back and change i was like nobody came no one's here uh, but of course like any good party it just t- took you know 2 hours to kick off uh, and then everyone started arriving with like the most amazing costumes you've ever seen it was, That's it was so much so fun.
1: good what what did you go as, man? You say your brother went oh. as Duffman. That's wicked. What did you guys... I I went as... Uh, this is, again,
0: a very niche one. I don't know how much of a Simpsons fan you are, uh, but the episode where they build the monorail in Springfield, right. I went as uh, Lyle Lanley, who's the con man that sings the song that tricks oh my them God. all into... Uh, no.
1: It
0: was okay, great. So have I a, had, like, have the a jacket,
1: the little... Lyle Lanley is his name. <laughs> I'm seeing a picture Someone's someone's, um, yeah, pasted Elon Musk's face onto Lyle Lanley's body here. Um, man, yeah, <laughs> yeah you very de- similar you- vibes. <laughs> you could definitely go with this though. Yeah, that's amazing, dude. Did you have the red blazer and everything in the bow tie? Oh, I, I had the bow tie, the hat, the blazer. I had a, uh, the map of all of the
0: places I'd built monorails in the past. <laughs> Ogdenville, North Haverbrook. I had a I had a little book that has his doodles in it. I went full out um but we had we had um you know Ned Flanders uh, a few Ned yeah. Flanders. We had um Troy McClure in Planet of the Apes the musical. So the the it was it was amazing. So many people just doing the most niche costumes
1: and it was so dorky but it was such a wicked night. Oh, amazing, man. That's so cool. That was so much better of an answer than I was kind of thinking we were going to get as well. I love that, man. Love that. Um, well, to get back into your party, right? Um, I can kind of see where this theme's going, right? But yeah, do you want to fill us in? Do you want to confirm it for us? The theme is diehard. The theme of the party is...
0: Gonna... <laughs> uh, hey, I think, you know, that might sound like a, a, a strange theme for a party, but imagine this... The first half of the party is just a normal party. So everyone comes, they have some drinks, they chat. And all you know is at some point in the night, European terrorists are going to kick down the doors (laughs) and activate the second half of the party, which uh, I assume becomes some sort of hide and seek game using uh, paintballs, uh, (laughs) fully, fully immersive experiences.
1: It's unbelievable, like, not knowing when as well. You just stood there, like, tentatively with a drink in hand, like, maybe in a minute, man. Like, I don't Wouldn't know. Wouldn't that be so fun? I'm a huge fan of, uh, I
0: love doing, I don't know if you've ever done uh, those kind of events, like secret cinema or those immersive mm-hmm. experiences where it's like drinks or a meal, but everyone around you are actors and it it's a big night, you know? Uh, yeah. I think those kind of events are so much fun.
1: So doing something yeah. like that would be wicked. You've almost got to leave it just long enough that people have almost forgotten that that second part is coming. So like- 100%, they're kind of really, yeah. They're, chilled out, they're just like, oh, chatting to people, they're having a drink. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, what's this? What's this? It, we're, oh my,
0: yeah, let everyone drop their guards and get really used to it. And then a smoke bomb goes off in the corner and you're like, oh my God, we completely forgot this was a diehard party. And so many Man, people would hate that. it as well. They'd be like, can we just have the normal party? And I'd be like, no, no.
1: Absolutely Get to the rooftop. Not. Yeah, the
0: chopper's this is the coming. Thing.
1: Dude, this is all... Like, you talk about the Simpsons theme party where some people weren't in fancy dress. Like, if you're in fancy dress or not, it doesn't matter. Like, the terrorists are still coming in partway through this party and you are getting thrown into the mix of it. Like, yeah, man, yeah. it's a good way of involving everyone.
0: And it's kind of fun because you have that multiple uh, layer of themes because the, the party mm-hmm. that happens in Die Hard is a Christmas party. So you can tell people... Uh hey, where it's a Christmas jumper themed party and don't tell them about the die hard party <laughs> oh so, do they just show up with Christmas jumpers and they don't even know the terrorists are coming. <laughs> I think it's a <laughs> You might have to get them to sign some waivers
1: before the party starts, but yeah, <laughs> it be fun. I don't know, I, that, that's almost like too immersive. Like, oh my God, that's like some Darren Brown stuff right there, right? Like right, che- right. checking the, the human response, the psychology. But like, yeah, you'd 100%, dude, you just end up with people like phoning the police, like, oh, I'm at this party and this has happened. Um, but then maybe the police would be like, dude, this is a prank call. That sounds way too much like Die Hard.
0: Yeah, or you hire some male strippers to come in as policemen. <laughs> and they can just they can respond to the crime. So there's so many uh, possibilities here. This I is love that. G- genuinely
1: the ultimate party. Officer, why are you taking your shirt off? I'm telling you about what's happening <laughs> at the pie. <party. laughs> what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Yeah, um, he's like, oh I man. heard there's some
0: bad boys on the premises. <laughs> it's like that's not exactly how I worded it, but yeah, there's some terrorists. <laughs>
1: oh my god that's killer that's so good man um well dude i talk about how much of a varied kind of career and and life that you've got um i wanted to ask who are some of the most exciting people people that you've been most excited to have the chance to work with oh that's a great question i mean we've had some
0: amazing uh guests on the podcast uh before Uh, one of our biggest was actually um I don't know if you know uh Rain Wilson from yeah, uh, of The Office who played Dwight. Uh he's amazing. He actually does his own kind of comedy paranormal podcast where he he plays this this kind of fictional role of a paranormal mm-hmm. investigator and uh uh he got in touch with us a year or two ago. Um we managed to get him on the podcast and it was it was amazing because uh having a guest like that who's so open and excited to, uh, do that kind of comedy improvisation alongside you, uh, is it's just incredible. It's, 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 so much fun. So that podcast was, was fantastic. And on the music side, um, you know, we've been working with more people, uh, uh, this year and some of the, uh, producers that we've been working with in the studios have just been amazing. I remember we, we, uh, When it was time to get the tracks mastered, it was the first time we actually got to go in person to the studio and uh, watch the guy, uh, John, I think his name was, master these tracks. And, you know, he's one of those guys who's worked in the industry for so many years. He's mastered, like, Led Zeppelin or, you know, these legacy bands. Um, and he just has this huge studio you know, thousands of pounds worth of like the most expensive gear. And he's just tweaking things like a scientist, you know, tweaking knobs. I could have spent days just watching him work. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, man. It's it's so interesting, isn't it? Because it's like... Man, obviously, in podcast production, in video production, I'm sure like you're very used to to kind of the grading side of things and EQing, but like that music mixing and mastering, man, you just get into like the real intricacies of like how a how a guitar sounds, and it's like man, yeah. you're, you're like watching them work, like because I because I do a lot with BBC introducing, so kind of get to get to speak to a lot of artists and have also been in the room at times when when things have been been kind of worked on, and you just go. Dude, like, how do you know what you're doing here? I mean, it's like, it's like any like career and skill, isn't it? I guess like, you know, you start somewhere and then, you know, you may well become an expert at some point, but it's still, man, it's, it's like, it's just unbelievable. The little intricate details to, to tweaking sound and making a track sound so much fuller and so much bigger, you know?
0: Yeah. It's genuinely, uh, we've got to work with a bunch of cool people through the, through the podcast and meet a bunch of cool people. But I, for some reason, it's so different with music. Um, I remember um, it, must, it was a long time ago now, we got an opportunity to, uh, to play a couple shows in uh, Northern Ireland and uh, down south as well. Uh, with At the time, one of our favorite bands, which is this uh, amazing electronic band called uh, Anna Managuchi. Who uh, mm-hmm. were doing kind of similar stuff, maybe not Game Boys, but that kind of uh, video game, electronic uh, guitars and um, electronic side music, and you know, getting to meet them and play alongside them, you feel like you're you're standing next to kings. You just have so many questions in your head, you know. It's 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 an amazing experience.
1: Yeah, I bet, man. And going back to Rain Wilson as well, you said that he actually reached out. He was like. Actually, I really want to be on the podcast. That's that's huge validation, right? Oh, it was incredible. And as I said, it, it, was, it was such a funny experience
0: because I, we had, a. I think we, we had him for about an hour uh, and I was just so, ex- I was like, make sure we video this, make sure all the connections are fine. Uh, you know, I want to make sure we prep a really good story for him. And uh, he was such a professional right off the bat. He was in character, uh, just uh, up for anything, any weird direction we threw at him. And yeah, it was great. He, he was, he was the dream guest. He really was.
1: Man, that's so cool. Cause it, cause it, it, must be one thing if you've reached out to someone and been like, oh, are you up for coming on? But it's when you suddenly go, oh my God, like Rain, Rain Wilson wants to come on our podcast. Like, yeah, it must be such a pinch me moment, man. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's a hard one as well. Cause as I said on our podcast, you know, it's, it's a hard one to get guests for because you don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable if we start doing a bit of, uh, improv comedy and maybe, yeah. you know, that's not something that they have done a lot of, or they feel like a little under pressure. It can be a difficult thing. So, uh, anytime you get to work with someone who's, you know, done a bit of comedy or even done a bit of podcasting before
1: it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, man. Amazing. Well, two amazing people that Rain Wilson and John as well. Um, in terms of those <laughs> of people, people for your guest list for this party—the nice little segue there. Um, Rain Wilson and John both invited. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, number one guest. That would be great. Wicked. Who else is going to come then? Talk us through your guest list. Who do you want at this uh, die-hard party? All right, I'll uh, I'll spare you the boring answers of friends and
0: family. Obviously, they are invited. Um, but I got a f- I got a few others I would love to invite to the party. Uh, one slightly boring answer is uh, two of my favorite uh, musical artists, which would be uh, Maddion
1: and Porter Robinson. I don't know if you've Amazing. heard of any of their uh, stuff before. Yeah, Ma- Maddion's a um, he. He was well. I'm sure he's not super young now, but blew up really young, right?
0: Yeah, I think he he uploaded a video uh, of him on YouTube that was using a uh, sample pad, where he did mm. this mix, this medley of songs that went. Super viral. And uh, yeah, so he's been in the game for a long time and he's still crushing it. Uh, But those two guys in particular, they've been such a huge inspiration uh, musically for my entire life. So partially it would be uh, getting to uh, meet them and host them Mm -hmm. at this party. I'd also probably try and sneak them off to a little studio for, you know, thirty minutes an hour. Just open up a Logic project. Uh, maybe they can toss me a few plugins or something. You know, I just want to see how the magic's made. Kind of guilty there.
1: Now nah, you've got I'll to make do that. I'll though, make sure man. that happens
0: pre-terrorists.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. Are they are they still involved in that as well? These are people that you oh, want to yeah, work with, and then they're like. <laughs> Yeah, like oh my god, man! Like that was that was great. We got that studio session in, but then it all went a bit mental. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm terrified to see Rory again, man. Like, yeah, I can maybe go over to them
0: and say, guys, this is crazy. But I just talked to the terrorists, and they want they want you to give me your music projects. I know it's so weird. This is nuts. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you've got to hand it all over right now. Yeah. Literally, right now. Like, it can't be tomorrow. It's got to be this second, man. It's got to be this second. Oh man, amazing. Um, anyone else alongside those two? I got a few more. I would love to invite uh Ryan Gosling. Yes, legends.
0: Ryan Gosling. He's uh, a great actor. I like to think of myself as kind of like a, a pound shop. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> you know, if you hired an impersonator for like fifteen bucks. And he just kind of showed up a little chubby in a drive jacket. Like, I think I could get away with it. So I'd like to invite him. He's, uh, yeah, he seems like a cool guy and I'd love to have him at the party. I feel like he'd bring a lot of uh, street cred. If You know, if they're like, yeah. oh,
1: you hear Ryan Gosling? Was it
0: Nakatomi Plaza? That's, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, 100%. I always as well, I don't know why. And I don't know if this is a thing beyond myself, but I always get mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds mixed up as like names. And they couldn't be more different as people. So like, yeah, I'm, they're like pretty different. I'm like, Ryan Gosling, or do I mean Ryan Reynolds? And I'm like, I'm like no, they're, they're, they're polar opposite people, man. Like both seem like legends, but I, d- hey, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Both are more than welcome at the party. Ryan Reynolds is, is definitely <laughs> welcome as well. <laughs> Amazing. Who else alongside Ryan Gosling then? Uh, I'll keep it short. Finally, uh, I will settle
0: for just Danny DeVito, but if possible, <laughs> uh, the entire cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, amazing. Wasn't wasn't there a whole thing that he wasn't actually meant to be in It's Always Sunny? It was like a cameo or something. It was like he was literally really? meant to appear in Yeah, I swear, I'm, i might have that totally wrong. Um, but yeah, have a Google of that. I swear there's a really cool thing around how he was gonna appear in an episode or a couple of episodes and then was like this is such a good show. I I need to stick around. Um, I'm sure. That's amazing. Ma- maybe maybe that's a load of shit, but we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. We'll have, a, <laughs> we'll have a Google after the show. Um, amazing man. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a stacked uh, a stacked guest list. Um, but you talked there about drinks and stuff and people having drinks in their hands and the doors mm-hmm. being burst down. What drink can people expect to see in your hand at a party, Rory? What is your go-to?
0: Uh, I I, uh, I I do love cocktails. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say. Um, if it's, if it's beers, it's probably going to be a, a Corona or a Guinness, mm-hmm. um, but an event like this, I think you have to have a really solid cocktail uh, menu and my go-to cocktail is typically an old fashioned,
1: mm, uh, nice.
0: I feel like I maybe got that a little bit from my, my dad who's from uh, Georgia over in the States. I've got a bit of a, a love affair for bourbon and some of those American whiskeys, Uh but if, if this party's really going to uh, kick off in the way I think it's going to, you're gonna want
1: to get a Long Island iced tea involved at some point. Oh yeah, just like the game and the Long Island iced. It has such a nice name, man. It sounds like it should be such a such a lovely cocktail that's just gonna make you feel good. But it's just, oh, man, it's just packed full, isn't it? It's like, oh, it's what what more wild. spirits can we get in this bo- in this in this glass? Like,
0: <laughs> it's a genuine. I I I've watched bartenders make it before, and it still baffles me how you can put that much <laughs> alcohol in a glass and it still just taste like coke yeah I, I it's unreal I, it, it, genuinely it's a miracle um, yeah. so I think probably one or two of those yeah uh, if ma- you want to get maybe the party started I, maybe when I think the terrorists are about to show up I'll, I'll <laughs> s-
1: swiftly swap to the Long Island Ice teas. <laughs> Oh, I love that man! I love that. That's so good. Um, amazing, man. Um, well, okay. You talk a little bit about some of the drinks that are going to be then on offer. Um, food as well, though, has got to be. Got like, I mean, people are going to need, going to need something in their stomach for this. Like, you know, it's gonna. It sounds like it could be a long night of being held hostage. Um, so, what are you gonna? What are you gonna put on?
0: Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, I feel like I've been to a few uh, parties or events before where they try and go. Way too fancy with the food, and I hate it. You know, it's it's like tiny, tiny little plates of mush <laughs> and swirls. I don't even know what it is. Uh, so, so I think play it safe. Have some good finger foods. Maybe some little slider burgers. Yeah, you know, like that. the little mini burgers that would be great uh, to eat. I remember I once went to uh, a party. I think it was for the launch of a video game. And they brought out, I was so hungry. I had to go straight from work to this event. I hadn't eaten dinner at all. And when the food finally came out, it was like potato, what do you call those? Potato croquets? Is that what they are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Like the yeah, I know what you mean. Things. And they had a a syringe stuck in them that was filled with like uh, g- green. And the idea was you injected... <laughs> the potato ball <laughs> with this green stuff and and then ate it. But we didn't know what the, the green stuff was. We assumed it was wasabi or something like that. Maybe yeah, yeah, we squirted yeah. a bit in the potato thing. So yeah. my friend uh, injected his potato, didn't realize that it the, the needle side had popped out the other <laughs> end, uh, tried to squirt it in and uh, shot it into my eyes. Oh no, man. <laughs> I, and we thought we thought it was wasabi. So straight up, I was like, "I'm blind now. I'm literally blind." You've you've activated some sort of Mission Impossible gadget, and you've blinded me. Um, it turned out to be mushy peas. Oh, okay. Don't through. worry. It was it was oh, mushy man. peas. Did it still uh, hurt though? <laughs> yeah, it still hurt. <laughs> Peeed right in the eye. It was brutal. Uh, but not as bad as wasabi. So I think after yeah. that, I was like, "Look, if I'm ever throwing a party, we're going real simple. We're yeah. going, everyone can have a bag of Doritos and uh, some <laughs> cheeseburgers. I don't know. Maybe you know what? Sushis maybe a good shout. That's maybe a uh-huh. little fancy, but you know, you can have nice spreads and people yeah, can man. come and pick up some little bits with chopsticks.
1: What What's the concern with it being fancy? Is it the cost or is it being too pretentious? Because like we say, the money's covered. You don't need to worry about that.
0: I think it's too pretentious. I think a lot of the mm. food that I love is just simple and delicious. And I, you know, I, I do like trying new stuff or expensive food, but if it's a party with me, my friends, Ryan Gosling and the cast of voice <laughs> Sunny* in Philadelphia, I think we'll keep things simple. I think we'll keep yeah. it nice and simple. Just some, some home pleasures.
1: Yeah, man. I like that. Can you make sure though, right? I went, I went to something the other week. I can't remember what it was now. Um, and they had sliders, which they were great, right? They tasted brilliant, Mm -hmm. but they were in that little middle ground where I don't know whether I can eat it in one or if I need to like eat like 90% of it. And then I'm like, well, do I take a really small bite to have half of it? Like, can you make sure it's in a clear ground of like, it's either in one or it's in like three? Can, can you do that please? (laughs) Yeah, you don't want
0: to look like a bunny rabbit, like nibbling on a tiny burger. Uh, that it's was embarrassing. What I was about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but then you're like, right, you like you sure. one, and I'll you're like, sure. I've, made "I've made a big mistake. I've made a big mistake. I've got a mouthful of this slider now um, that shouldn't have been in one." Um, so yeah, please just make sure that at least.
0: I can do that. I can do that for you. I'll Amazing. talk to the chef.
1: <laughs> thank you man thank you um okay well we move into the final section of the podcast and we've got one final big question for you in a moment but before that want to sneak in one that um i mean man it's arguably the most horrible question we ask every guest um if you had to pick just one what is the best live performance you've ever seen Ooh, that is right
0: such a tough question uh, I feel like strangely enough, some of the best musical performances I've seen have been in the last few years. Um, mm. uh, I mean, I did see a little bias here, I did see uh Marion and Porter Robinson perform my favorite song together on stage a no few way. years back in London uh for their shelter tour. And it was it was one of those moments where uh, I, I hope everyone's had one of these at some point. When you're watching a live musical performance, your soul leaves your body. You just you just ascend to a higher plane. It's just the most amazing otherworldly experience. It was incredible. Um, and as early as last year, actually, I, I got to see another one of my favorite artists, uh, Charlie XCX perform mm-hmm. at uh, Ali Pali here in London. And uh, her new album that she just dropped, Crash, is like one of my favorite Charlie albums she's ever released. It's just from start to finish, just electronic pop bangers. It's so good. Um, But I'm going to be a little nostalgic here uh, because one of my other favorite shows I've ever been to in my life, which truly was another uh, an incredible experience, was actually last year. When uh, I went to go visit my brother, who was living in Budapest at the time, um, and we went to go to this huge outdoor uh, venue that they have in the the heart of the city to go watch My Chemical Romance perform live. Oh man, no way. It was, uh, look, any any kid like me who grew up listening, like even if you weren't a fan, like a huge fan of My Chemical Romance, y- you know about the Black Parade, you know about like all those songs, Helena, you know about I'm Not Okay. Uh, and they were kind of one of those bands that you almost made peace with never seeing live. Almost like Blink-182, mm. there was a point where you just kind of thought, I'm never going to yeah. see them live. I missed yeah, it and 100%. it's not going to happen so getting to go to this concert, hear these songs and i'm i mean i don't know if you've ever seen any videos or or seen them live before they've mastered it. It's j- just incredible. No it sounds literally like you're just listening to the album. It's it's uh Jared Way just vocal performance is insane. Obviously everyone there is, you know, the the same people you grew up with who were just getting to have this experience with you. Uh it, it was it was such an incredible Incredible experience. And also, you know, because I grew up with that band uh, and listened to them for so many years, you don't even remember how many songs of theirs that you know. Every single song (laughs) is... You know, you're, you've like sung your last breath, you're panting for air. They play the one piano key of the next song and you're like, oh my God, you start freaking out. <laughs> it's, it's fucking na-na-na-na or whatever that one's called. You know,
1: it, it was an amazing experience. You just left it completely drained. Um, yeah. yeah. Incredible. Oh, man. Amazing. Um, Well, dude, it may or may not be My Chemical Romance, then the final question for you to round out this party is that you can choose just one artist to perform for your guests, like your headliner, so to speak. Um, Who are you going to go for?
0: Oh, that's a really great question. To perform for the guests. Yeah. Yeah because I, I feel like my chemical romance might kind of hijack the night a little bit. And I've already paid some other guys <laughs> to do that. So, so uh, might, have to, uh, might have to go with someone a little more down the line. You know what? I will go with, uh, I'll go with Charlie XCX. Oh, amazing, man. Yes, that would be a wicked way to do things. As I said, she uh, the the live show that she did for uh, her new album, Crash, was amazing. And it does feel like this kind of uh, stage performance with multiple dancers and things. I think it would really complement the party that almost feels like you have this uh, performance everyone can enjoy at some point and then also get to enjoy the rest of the party too.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Amazing. Yeah, Charlie XCX kills it. An amazing tune with Rina Sawayama as well, like just teaming up. And oh, man, the two of so them good. collaborating... Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. It, it was amazing. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, dude, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to, to go through what your ultimate party would be like if you had all the money in the world to make it happen, man. Um, and we are, if you listen on Spotify as well, going to be dropping a little bonus episode. Um, the first time we're doing this, Rory, like you've tested out the new format Days, it's, it's pretty cool, but I'm um, so excited. Yeah, we, um, yeah, if you, if you do listen on Spotify, or if you can listen on Spotify, we're going to have a little bonus episode with Rory as well, um, where he goes through his party playlist. So tunes that, yeah, would be being spun at this party. Um, but Rory, before you go, is there anything that you've got coming up that you want to plug, you want to tell us about? Uh, check out my new single that just came out. It's called
0: Down Bad. You can find it on uh, anywhere that you stream music, where it's Spotify, Apple Music. There's a sick YouTube music video as well. Um, Yeah, check it out. That's the second single that we've released and we're gonna be releasing
1: uh even more throughout the, the rest of the year. So yeah, go check it out. Amazing, man, watch this space. Rory, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. Take it steady, yeah? Thank you so much thanks for joining us today on the ultimate party podcast i hope you enjoyed the episode if you did and you aren't already following us on spotify there's a very handy cheeky little follow button that you can press it takes literally two seconds to do so and then you'll know about future episodes as and when they drop equally if you are with us for the first time today we have some other great episodes that you want to check out as well you know little plug Go and have a little scroll back of some of the episodes. See what you think. We'll keep you going for days if you want to work your way through them. Equally, if you want to connect with us on Instagram, we'd love to do that. At Ultimate Party Podcast is where you'll find us. We've got loads of great videos and images up there. So yeah, we'd love to see you there. Until next time though, much love. Take it steady.